Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcast, and this week, Red Bull Racing has a chance to wrap up the Constructors' Championship at an all-time classic Suzuka circuit, if it can bounce back to good form. The team is licking its wounds from a season-low Singapore, but Suzuka should suit the RB19 like few other tracks on the calendar, promising a return to regular programming. Off track and the driver market is in its final throes, and not just for next season. Although already contracted for 2024, Oscar Piastri announced a long-term deal to stay with McLaren until the end of 2026, in what's a big vote of confidence for both team and driver as they attempt to establish themselves as F1 frontrunner. And in news well off track, four-time champion Sebastian Vettel is back in the paddock this weekend, but it doesn't have much to do with racing. So for all that and much more, let's check in now with your host on the ground in Suzuka, it's Chris Medlin. Hello Formula 1 fans, Chris Medland here coming to you from the seaside town of Shiroko in Japan, just a few miles from Suzuka, at the end of media day ahead of the Japanese Grand Prix that was relatively relaxed, I must say. For starters, sunset being so early here, around 5 o'clock local time, means everything is taking place a few hours earlier than at many races in the season. Uh, and it all feels a bit more civilised, to be honest with you. Uh, or maybe it's just a jet lag that those who arrived here straight from Singapore are struggling with that left everyone a bit more chilled out as well. Uh, obviously, in Singapore, you're on European time. Uh, and I know uh, Julian was explaining kind of the tricks of trying to deal with that uh, last weekend, but it does mean that you have to then switch very quickly Uh, to local time in Japan and that's essentially a seven or eight hour time zone change in two or three days so not easy to do Um, but yeah most people were were pretty chilled out maybe except Max Verstappen Uh, he said anyone who couldn't appreciate Red Bull's race winning run isn't a real fan of Formula One uh, which was a pretty bold statement Uh, that came after Carlos Sainz explained how proud he was that it was Ferrari who were finally able to beat Red Bull this year but Sainz did warn against expecting a repeat of Suzuka and actually said, I wouldn't be surprised if Red Bull do win every race from here on out too. So uh, it was actually, a, I guess, a backhanded compliment towards Red Bull about how strong they're likely to be for the rest of the season. Uh, and the fact that just beating them once was such a, a big deal to Ferrari and any of the other teams last weekend. But um, Verstappen was then asked if he kind of recognised that it was good for Formula One to have such an exciting race last week and uh, that it actually did lead to some bigger TV audiences in places. Uh, but he says he doesn't care about that uh, and that people who appreciate what Rebel have done uh, are the real F1 fans and those who don't aren't. So, uh, yeah, that was a little bit punchy, but neither of those were actually the main headlines from today. I'd, I'd actually say the last 24 hours belonged to Oscar Piastri, who has signed a new deal at McLaren through to the end of 2026. 
Now, it's a new contract we had confirmed today by Team Principal Andreas Stella. Um, he said it's not simply an activation of options that were existing, uh, but actually the team really wanted to time down to a completely fresh deal that gives Piastri stability. He knows where he's going to be racing for the next three years. I actually got some good time to sit down with Oscar as well this afternoon. Uh, and during that, he said, yeah, I knew I was racing here next year. So in a sense, it doesn't change too much, but it's that real trust level that's been put in me that gives you a boost um you know he knew he could plan long term take his time building up his pace and gaining experience at mclaren because he had at least two years in the car but now he's got four guaranteed uh, in total then uh, it's just you know a real feather in his cap that the team believes in him uh, and is confident in what he can do from what he's shown already so um yeah a real real cool deal for uh, piastri to get Stella also spoke really highly of Oscar, actually, explaining why the deal was done now. Talking about the temperament that he has, very calm, very analytical. He's extremely trustworthy as well in terms of not only his feedback when in the car, but just as a, a human to work with. Uh, and it's the human element that Stella is really trying to focus on. Uh, he also talked about what a great team player Piastri is in terms of the upgrades that have had to go towards Lando Norris's car recently uh, when there's only one set available. Piastri actually gets the upgrades that Norris had in Singapore this weekend in Suzuka as well, so he'll have the same spec of car. Uh, but the team explained that was because if there'd been a wet FP1 uh, and Oscar's trying to get up to speed on a track he didn't know, then it wouldn't have made sense to cloud his weekend in Singapore. But now they're really excited to see what he can do when he gets the same spec as Norris. What was really interesting though, uh, and you know, fans of Formula 1 for a number of years will really appreciate this, I think, as well, uh, is that he was likened to both Fernando Alonso by Andrea Stella uh, for his self-awareness of speed uh, and the way he kind of can be analytical of himself and work out where he needs to improve, but also to Michael Schumacher, who Stella also worked with in the past, uh, in terms of building a family around him, uh, the way he works with the rest of the team, the atmosphere he creates. Uh, Stella said that Piastri is a true leader and that the Formula 1 drivers need to be leaders. And at the age of just 22, that's pretty damn impressive. So high praise indeed for Piastri. Another driver getting a fair bit of attention on Thursday was Lance Stroll at Aston Martin after his absence from the Singapore Grand Prix. Now, if you missed it, Stroll had a heavy crash in qualifying on Saturday at the Marina Bay Street circuit. Uh, it was estimated, uh, he admitted today, at nearly 50G, the impact. Uh, that was a, a figure that the team were trying to keep quiet last weekend, but Stroll was happy to mention it in his media session today. Uh, and he was then feeling sore the next morning after the crash, so was withdrawn from the race. Now, Stroll explained that if he'd raced, it would have delayed his recovery ahead of Japan and, and the way he was feeling. Uh, it was coming on on Saturday night that he could really feel the pains that were going to limit him and it was much worse the next day. He was kind of fearing the next day uh, how that would feel. Uh, and he just didn't feel ready to drive at the toughest race of the year in that state. Now, there was no complaints from Stroll, I dare I say interestingly, about the track itself or the curbs that he lost control on. That was something that Lando Norris had flagged up last weekend that maybe it kind of unsettles the car and, and something could be done to reprofile that there but Stroll said he feels a street circuit needs to bite and that's part of the challenge of those sorts of tracks so uh, he had no complaints about that he said it's actually one of the great things about them it's why they're such a test so uh, fair play that there weren't really excuses from him in that sense 
he does need a clean weekend though this weekend and Fernando Alonso agrees saying that that needs to be something that Aston Martin works towards the team is looking to bounce back after the first scoreless weekend it's ever had this season in Singapore uh, and it kind of needs to improve on both sides for Alonso there was damage found on some of his suspension fairings in Singapore and he says that he's not too worried now about the quality of uh, the race pace that we saw last Sunday because they've worked out how much performance he was losing and it's quite substantial. Again, he wouldn't give away the figure because he felt that would maybe give something away to other teams, but uh, it's appeased him, shall we say. Uh, and actually, he said it's something that he's really encouraged by is the way that Aston Martin has responded to difficult weekends and what they're learning from those weekends. And he says that's when they're going to gain the most in terms of being able to improve in the future but he's never been part of a team that's been so open about trying to find out reasons and focusing on those aspects. So uh, Alonso is actually turning it into a positive, the struggles that Aston Martin has had. Um, I'd say over the last couple of races, actually, I think just two points in total over the last two races for the team. So uh, it's been a bit of a drop-off in form. Uh, it is important that they get some points this weekend because the team is slipping away from Mercedes and Ferrari in the fight for second place in the constructors' standings and actually does have McLaren closing in pretty quickly. And you know, as we've just mentioned, feel-good story going on at McLaren. Upgrades for both drivers as well. So they're going to be quick this weekend or certainly expect to be at Suzuka. It should suit the McLaren. So yeah, Aston Martin can have a fight on their hands for even fourth place. But just on the constructors' championship, and I spoke about Red Bull a bit earlier in this podcast, but they can wrap up the Constructors title this weekend if they outscore Mercedes by one point and lose no more than 23 points to Ferrari. So you'd have to say it's looking likely that they'll be celebrating that title. Now, when Sebastian Vettel retired last year, he said he'd love to come back and do a one-off race at Suzuka if a team needs him. Well, he is in Suzuka this weekend too, but not to drive. So calm down, Sebastian Vettel fans. I'm sorry if I've uh, led you astray with the intro to that. But Vettel's promoting an initiative aimed at trying to increase biodiversity. And to raise awareness for that, he's been allowed to paint the curves at turn two, yellow and black, in the colours of a bee. So the rest of the curves are red and white around Suzuka. But turn two, you'll see if you watch on TV over the weekend, black and yellow curbs and the bee is being used as a symbol for all other insects it's not just about bees uh, but with the intention to improve and protect variety in nature so on the inside of turn two there are also 10 insect hotels that Vettel has been helping to build and paint he was working on those uh, earlier today as well uh, it's quite remarkable seeing a four-time world champion who only retired last year there um, doing some DIY but he was hard at work and all of the drivers were then present later on in the day for the unveiling uh, of basically what they call a buzzing corner uh, as well as team principals uh, as one hotel was given to each team. Uh, Vettel says he wants to create a buzz literally around the loss of biodiversity and the impact on ecosystems globally uh, but he did speak not only on that topic where he was saying uh, he's not actually keen on a return to Formula One right now because he's enjoying the projects he's been involved in but he also said he wouldn't be so sure if he'd accept a role within the sport itself to work on this kind of thing in the future uh, something for Stefano Domenicali to think about he said um, but he he wasn't sure if he'd be ready to get back into that uh, having enjoyed the year away so far and said not now uh, was he even thinking of a racing return so it's not like he's itching to come back at the moment which I might say is a bit of a surprise I, I felt like he might say yeah I do miss it but uh, yeah, maybe that he wasn't going to come back but that missing it was 
going to be the case because obviously he retired and he was still performing at the highest level. But Vettel was also asked about this season and Verstappen's dominance and said you can't give Max enough praise as what he's achieved is incredible and that he had similar opportunities to win so regularly himself alongside the likes of Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher who had the same. But he said Verstappen's consistency and record-breaking runs need to be admired. Vettel also said he'd probably be watching practice from where the inset hotels are inside Turn 2 and I'll be bringing you all of the roundup after Friday's running once FP2 is done and dusted with Red Bull expected and expecting to be back on top this weekend. Thanks very much to Chris who's bringing us the latest from what's been a hot and humid Suzuka paddock. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Japanese Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts, and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Chris on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. <laughs>